One of the things, great things about CDIBS is it's it's learned and it's changed as as it's learned. So um, CWS has clearly, I think, um, it's been part of a very big success story. This is another episode of a special series called Enough for All of the podcast Walk, Talk, Listen. This series sheds light on 75 years of an NGO called CWS. My name is Mirit Bloom and I welcome you to another episode of Walk, Talk, Listen. Uh, good day, everybody. Um, this is again another episode of a podcast about virtual servers. And I'm, as always, I'm really delighted to, uh, to have actually uh, someone that is a kind of a partner organization of, of CWS. Could you please introduce yourself to the listeners and uh, tell a little bit about yourself? I'm David Beckman. I uh, just uh, recently retired as president of Bread for the World. I'm now president emeritus of Bread for the World. And um, I'm getting ready to go to uh, Berkeley next term, and I'll be teaching a course on uh, poverty, God, and politics to a group of public policy and uh, uh, seminary students there in, uh, in Berkeley. So that's me. Right. And it's great having you, David. And, you know, the church world service is so related with Bread for the World. So, um, yeah, our, our organizations are so, so inter intertwined and we have done so many things uh, together. Um, do you still remember the first time that you heard about church world service? And if so, when was that? Well, I, I grew up in a, in a conservative church that was not ecumenical. So I knew about crop walks. But I didn't participate. I didn't really participate. It wasn't really part of my life. Uh, and um, you know, I think a lot of people, quite a few people, came into advocacy and they maybe bred for the world through church world service and crop walks. Uh, but I actually came the other way. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I came to bread for the. I I came to church world service through through advocacy and uh, and bread for the world. Uh, so I. Um, I, I, I learned from a, uh, the first director of the CWS office in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. about advocacy. His name was uh, Larry Rasmussen. Then my wife and I went to Bangladesh for a, a year. We worked in Bangladesh in the northwest corner of Bangladesh. And uh, we're good friends with uh, the director of the, uh, or the U.S., US uh, the senior U.S. person in the in the program in Bangladesh at that mm -hmm. time. Uh, it's a it's excellent. I think uh, CWS moved quickly to to uh, support an indigenous a, a local institution, a national institution, rather than just come from outside with help. Um, and then uh, just on an ongoing basis, uh, bread for the world and church world service, or something called. Uh, uh, 
the Interface, uh, Interface Coalition on Foreign Assistance in Washington. And you, Maurice, have uh, been an active member in the Alliance to End Hunger. The Alliance to End Hunger is, uh, is something we, as you know, we set up 15 years ago or so mm -hmm. uh, because it was clear that uh, we needed to get a diverse array of UN institutions involved in advocacy. If we were going to end hunger, we need to have the hospitals and the universities, mm -hmm. and not just the churches, the businesses, the unions. And uh, so you've been an important part of that, that uh, broad alliance to end hunger. So, um, so it's really through my work with advocacy yeah, yeah. the world that I've come to know about. And then just over the years, we've done a lot together. So uh, Church World Service and Bread for the World work together on Africa trade policy, on international debt relief, on uh, immigration, foreign aid. Uh, and in all those ways, I've come to know the organ. And then also there are overlapping board members, people who mm -hmm. are on board or on Church World Service board. Um, so um, I've learned about Church World Service mainly in, in through its advocacy. Yeah, 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 great. You know that that we have something. I mean, we have a lot in common, but also our time in in Bangladesh. I, I worked there right. um, for yeah around seven years. I forget what's for, the name of the institution for, for Christian right? Commission on Development in Bangladesh, which was established by Church World Service. Right, and and you know that's the that's the institution that where Church World Service quickly said, you know, we don't need to have an office. You know, we we support the CCDB, and. Um, so yeah, years later, I, I started to work there, and that's how I got involved with with Church World Service. So uh, yeah, so it's it's funny that you uh, yeah Bangladesh has a lot of you know I have more gray hair than you do. So I was there, <laughs> oh, I was yeah. there right yeah. after the yeah. Civil War, yes. and I worked for the Lutheran supported program in the Northwest. Mm -hmm. which, uh, then uh, later, than the CWS program has become a Bangladeshi institution. Yeah. So my son and I went back, and we went back no. to the places that we, where I uh, used to go around on my okay. motorbike. And when I was up in the Northwest myself, uh, working uh, for that agency, it was wonderful. You know, I I got to see some of the people who had been close friends mm. uh, decades before, and what was you know Bangladesh is still extremely poor. Yeah. But Houses were better. The roads were better. The women now have leadership. Um, they've shifted their focus from digging tube wells to environmental protection and avoiding the impacts mm -hmm. of climate change. You know, the world has changed, mm -hmm. but um, mostly for the better in Bangladesh. Yeah. No, and and one of the the great things, and that's how uh, CWS and also Brad works, is what they had really figured out very quickly in in Bangladesh is that. You know, you need to um, really invest in women, girls and women. Yeah. And that's what they did through the, you know, the, the income generation activities, uh, loans that were given. And that, um, you know, resulted in that Bangladesh made huge strides forward if you compare it to Pakistan. It was, Pakistan was ahead, you know, initially, but Bangladesh really you know, caught up there because of, of the investment in women and girls. It doesn't mean that all yeah. problems are solved, but absolutely not. There are, you know, it's still a poor country, but um, 
that's just great to see also those women in leadership positions and and uh, in the in the mid seventies, I almost never saw women. Well, they were house, and I certainly did not. Uh, I knew a little Bengali. Mm -hmm. I very seldom talked to a woman because yeah. it was. Uh, my wife was teaching in the government girls' school, so mm. girls hadn't yet been declared women, and so they were able to move around. And so she was able to move around town a little bit with those mm -hmm. girls to visit their homes, but it was a pretty sheltered. And so when I went back, um, it took me a few days to realize, oh my God, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking to women. <laughs> I mean, through an interpreter by that time. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. they're talking and they're telling, we went to the head of the panchayat. Mm -hmm. She was a woman, you know, the local yeah, government. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, a real, I mean, just what tremendous, and I think all that work that um, that you and uh, I participated in, as well as a lot of work that was done by Bangladeshi yeah. uh, to empower women really have, that's made a big difference. It's mm -hmm. a permanent difference in that country for the better. Yeah. And it's an example of, I think, uh, Church World Service has really been a leader in that kind of uh, empower, you know, trusting local people, supporting local people, supporting local leadership, and then uh, doing work on uh, to reduce poverty, but with a focus on justice, mm -hmm. focus on values. Yeah. David, um, when Church World Service celebrated its 50 years anniversary. This book was written and uh, it had a title or subtitle, uh, 50 years of help and hope. Uh, well, you know, you have worked with, with church world service for quite a number of years. If you, um, if we uh, would write a book now about CWS, you know, to celebrate 75 years, what are some of the key words that, that should be in the title according to you? Hope for sure. Help and hope, that's part of it. But I think, uh, well, I don't know what words word you'd put, put in the title, but you know, the strong emphasis on justice, mm. the partnership. CWS sees itself as part of something bigger. I mean, I think that comes out of its faith character. Mm -hmm. that it's not just about this one organization, but that it's serving a, a bigger purpose in the world. And so it works, it helps to establish partnerships with other like-minded groups in countries and globally. Uh, so justice, partnerships, uh, hope, and then uh, achievement. Hmm. I really am struck that uh, in 1990, the number of the World Bank estimates there were two uh, billion people in absolute poverty in the world. And now there are about 700 million. So a little more than a third of the number of people in the, despite the fact that the world's population has really grown, mm -hmm. for people in absolute poverty has declined dramatically. And, um, you know, that's a lot of things went together to make that happen. But I think church world service for 75 years, I mean, really, you didn't see that the, the changes in living standards, I don't think really happened those first 45 years, mm. you know, the people who, who supported church world service in those days, I mean, it looked absolutely hopeless, you know, right after the second world war, mm -hmm. you start 
where the world was devastated. It was a lot worse than the pandemic. The world was devastated. And out of that, you know, you, so you start and people didn't, uh, I mean, I remember it bred for the world. When we started seeing the numbers, the international statistics showing that we were making progress against hunger and poverty mm -hmm. and disease, you know, people were, didn't believe it. Mm -hmm. They sometimes made them angry if you pointed out to them that the world was making progress against poverty because, you know, they had for all these years been working because it was the right thing to do. You know, uh, the Lord doesn't require us to be successful. The Lord uh, just requires us to be faithful. That was kind of a motto. <laughs> mm -hmm. But all those years of faithfulness, you know, those early years of faithfulness, I think contributed in a very powerful way to, mm -hmm. to maybe one of them, maybe the biggest success in uh, world history of the last generation. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, success and uh, impact and hope. Let's do it that way. <laughs> impact and hope, yeah. Justice, well, well, impact and hope, huh? What is it? impact and hope. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and well, it, it's, it's great to, to, that you remind us of that because it's, it's very easy to get, you know, we are still facing a lot of challenges and to get kind of depressed. I think you're right. I mean, we, and that, we and did make progress. Said, also, I mean, you know this, but the, the, the pandemic is a horrible setback. The World Bank estimates that this year, the number of people in absolute poverty will go up by 100 million. Mm -hmm. So let's say 900 million. But still, going back to 1990, it was two. Mm -hmm. So as terrible as this current, I mean, the current situation demands action, requires action. As things are going the wrong direction, it could get a lot worse. Mm -hmm. but if we manage things halfway well. Uh, we have not lost the progress of a generation. Mm -hmm. And world service and the people who uh, support it to make it happen, people who all across the country who educate others and mobilize others to make it happen. Uh, I think church world service can claim its share of the hmm. satisfaction for being part. People who've done the most to get that done are poor people themselves mm -hmm. who put their tails off to make life better for their yep. kids. And governments in those countries and people in those countries have they they just they're they've been in the lead. And then I think fundamentally, I think it's something we ought to praise God for, you yeah. know, for saying glory to God. One thing is glory to God for this great liberation that we've been able to be part of. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful words. Let, let us um, um, continue on those three words that you mentioned, hope, justice, <laughs> hope, and impact. You know, if, if that's, that kind of captures, you know, CWS, and, and you have worked with a number of colleagues of, of Church World Service, right? If I have to ask you to name one colleague or of CWS or a partner that CWS works with, so that could be somebody of Brad or the Alliance as well, or a supporter of CWS who best embodies of what Church World Service is about, who will you name and why? I know a number of wonderful people. I think the one I'd pick out is uh, uh, Carol Myers. You may not know her. I don't know if you know her or not. She mm -hmm. she's a, uh, she lives in Western Michigan, and um, she was uh, 
she helped with uh, the local crop, her local crop walk for many, many years. She was one of the earliest uh, Bread for the World activists. She and a friend, Betty Voskel, traveled around Western Michigan and they spoke in churches about um, world hunger and uh, what we could do to reduce world hunger. She's still on the board of Bread for the World. Um, you know, so I know, you know, they're wonderful leadership, you mm -hmm. and John, uh, and staff. Uh, but Church World Service really is a grassroots organization in this country as well as around the world. Mm. And um, so I'd pick Carol Myers. She's, you know, she and her husband are just deeply grounded in their, in, uh, their faith and their lives are, their, their life is a, is a vector pointing to justice in mm -hmm. the world. <laughs> That's really, it's just, it, it, their whole life in different ways points in the direction that, uh, at CWS points. Hmm. Okay. Can, can you um, maybe share an, an anecdote or an experience with, which best describe your, your uh, you know, your collaboration, your time that you worked with, with CWS? We, we worked together on the Africa Growth and Opportunity Act. <laughs> which um, was sort of, you know, not, it was, it was an odd coalition. It was really driven by African governments and their ambassadors in Washington. The African governments were saying, we don't just want aid, we want trade, we want opportunities to be business partners with you. Um, some businesses that do business in Africa were part of it. And then, and then among the churches, it was bread for the world and church world service, you know, and, and there were some of our partners who were saying, what the, what are you doing this, you know, working on this trade bill? And it's all about, uh, I mean, what it is, what, what it's about is opening up opportunities for Africans to sell their products, especially their agricultural goods in, in the uh, United the U.S. market. So really important. Um, and and, and uh, I remember Don coming down to Washington. We did a we did a, a briefing on that together. I was really glad to have another church guy there. And, <laughs> but I um, actually in 2018 I got to go to at the end of 2018 I went to Ethiopia with Rick Steves, the, mm. the PBS uh, travel show host and or public television travel show host, and um, we went in. Uh, in the southern part of Ethiopia, we went to uh, the Gates Foundation suggests we visit this big industrial park. It's a huge industrial park. It will, uh, when it's fully developed, it'll be 60,000 jobs. Mm -hmm. And in that part of, e of Ethiopia, the population has grown really rapidly. There's no, not enough land for all the young people coming up. They need those jobs. And um, when we met with, the, because it was Rick Steves, we got to meet with the director of, the, <laughs> the executive director of this big industrial park, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's huge. And um, uh, companies are there, Ethiopian companies, mm -hmm. but also European, US, Chinese companies are there doing business. And they've, um, the Ethiopian government itself has invested a lot of money. And, um, so I just mentioned, you know, what, what do you think about the Africa Growth and Opportunity Act? You know, uh, it was during, uh, 
I don't think the Trump administration did any harm to it. And he said, this park wouldn't be here if it weren't for the Africa Grows and Opportunity Act. Hmm. I was just, <laughs> I was blown away, you know, because uh, I, was a, a, I was just a tourist who dropped in this huge development and uh, saw that, you know, that the speeches that John and I gave in, uh, in a briefing in the, in the U.S. House of Representatives all those years ago with, together with our partners in business and the African ambassadors made a difference. That's, wow. a, good, that's a, good, a good story. It is a good story, yeah. Really striking, wow. you know, because if I don't think, you know, I'm guessing that uh, you're in your uh, publications, you didn't say much about the Africa Growth and Opportunity Act and Brent's publications, we didn't. It was sort of inside the beltway. Yeah. Uh, deal, but it made a big difference. Hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, as, as, as uh, somebody who comes from the Netherlands, I'm, I'm still amazed in, you know, how important the work on the Hill is and can be if you do that effectively. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we have many, we're very fortunate with having colleagues that mastered you know the art of of uh, working their way right and, and getting messages in front of people uh, that make decisions about policies and and laws and name it so uh, it really is i mean it's partly the uh, a parliamentary system it makes it harder for individual citizens except through you know once the election is done the ruling party really the majority party really is the ruling party and so you have party unity um and, but in, in the US system, the congressional system, on issues like aid to Africa, these are not big. You know, nobody gets elected by whether or not they vote for aid for Africa. And so on those kinds of issues, I mean, issues for poor people sometime, mainly, you know, they, the, it's just getting somebody's attention and somebody who's willing to push on something that nobody thinks is really worth debating much. Um, I just do, I do think that uh, an advantage of the U.S. system is that if you can get uh, 100 people in a congressional district to really want to make something happen, you make a difference. Mm -hmm. Big, big, big ticket issues. Um, you know, now we're working on this COVID relief bill and, you know, a trillion dollars and whatever it's going to be. And uh, but even those issues, it's just been striking to me that um, very powerful people, U.S. senators, you know, I go visit with, with uh, home, mm -hmm. visit a senator, and the senator treats me like a piece of furniture. But the, the constituents, they say, he said, where are you from? Oh, do you know so-and-so? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all this. I mean, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. senator works for those people. Every senator knows it. Yeah. Uh, it's really quite extraordinary the power that uh, the U.S. system gives individuals who care about things. Yeah. That is. Well, thank you for that story. I think it's really, I think it's really illustrative for for the work of, of our two organizations. So I, I, yeah, great, great story. Thanks, thanks for that.
Um, is there anything you would like to say um, or would like to wish for CWS? Well, sure. I, uh, uh, congratulations on, uh, on uh, 75 years of really, really good work. You know, the, one of the, thing, the great things about CWS is it's, it's learned and it's changed as, as it's learned. You know, moving from that early emphasis on humanitarian assistance and relief to then development and then empowerment, helping people developing institutions so that those local institutions can, on an ongoing basis, solve their own problems. Um, you know, an increasing stress on, I think an increasing stress on justice issues like the role of women in society. So, um, CWS has clearly, I think, um, it's been part of a very big success story, a very big success story of liberation from hunger, poverty, and disease. Um, and we've, Church World Service has played a major role in uh, empowering people around the world to participate, grassroots people to participate in. Uh, that great liberation and also has played a, an important role over many years as an advocate for those people in, in, the, in the US system. You know, making through the crop walks, educating people, motivating people in this country to care what happens to people in misery on the other side of the world. And then in Washington, speaking up for those folks and bringing people from partner organizations around the world to speak for themselves with US senators, representatives, members of the administration. Uh, we still got some work to do. I hope in 75 years, we will have certainly hunger. We should virtually end it. It really is possible to end it within a couple of decades, but there'll be plenty of, you know, we can end poverty. I mean, the most obvious things like, like, the kind of hunger or poverty that, that makes you unable to work, that kills babies. We ought to be able to fix that. Mm. But there will still be plenty of evil in the world and Church World Service is gonna be doing it 75, doing the same kind of work on those other challenges 75 years from now. Um, we're slowly coming, are coming to an end. Um, what, is there any last message that you have for the listeners uh, of this podcast? Oh, sure. Sure. Continue your support for Church World Service. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great organization. It's working on the toughest problems in the world. It's helping to empower poor people in very, very tough situations. But sharing your money, sharing your energy through an organization like Church World Service is a big part of the solution. And also church world service is very important, is, is an active in advocacy in the US on the immigration issue, on foreign assistance issues. They're a strong voice. They're, they're saying the right thing and it's connected with their experience every day in some of the poorest places, the most desperate places in the world. And they bring folks from those places to uh, meet with our members of Congress, to meet with people in the US government. So, um, just in terms of you know dealing with the with the ailments in the body politic, support for church world service is also a good a good way to help. Great.
Thanks, David. And uh, yeah, thanks for, for uh, sharing again your, your uh, stories. Um, yeah, like always, it's a pleasure. So thank you so much. Great. Do you see you? Do you see me? Will you be the eyes so that we all can be? Thank you for listening to Walk, Talk, Listen. Please check us out on 100mile.org or follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to know more about Churchfold Service, please go to cwsglobal.org.